Hi, everyone. Welcome to Tech Talk, a podcast where Amit and I talk about various technology-related topics. Today, we thought we'll talk about a topic that would be familiar to some of you, but maybe not all of you. But it's a very interesting topic, and it's um, torrents. So torrents has a vast area of or vast web of uh, existence within within the web, which not all of you might have thought of. One of the things that, you know, the, the first things that uh, comes to mind when we talk about torrent is peer-to-peer -peer or sort of data sharing um, process in a way, or data sharing tool. Uh, you could say some of the, some of the torrent uh, websites and some of the torrent applications. But there are more things to do, uh, more um, more uh, places where torrent is relevant, and we're going to talk about or explore all of these areas today. And uh, hopefully, uh, as we talk, we'll learn learn something new ourselves, and hopefully, you guys would enjoy um, this journey. So, um, yeah, without further ado, um, let's uh, let's start with a bit of introduction of torrents. Um, what's what's your thought on torrents, Amit? So, uh, first of all, uh, Rina, thank you so much for that introduction. Um, actually, it's uh, the it's actually called the BitTorrent. So, BitTorrent is the protocol over which the files get downloaded. And uh, a lot of people are familiar with BitTorrent uh, if uh, if they have ever downloaded a pirated copy of a video. We don't approve that, but a lot of us have downloaded in the past. And uh, basically, it's just a way to download a large file. Uh, it could be a, a pirated a movie or it could be a pirated audio software game or it could be a operating system a very large video file or very large audio file etc so basically it could this, be pirated or non-pirated it could be it could any be anything file. yes exactly but a lot of people are familiar that okay if it is torrent or bit torrent then it means piracy but it's that's not the fact because uh, you can download the linux operating system using torrent um so using the BitTorrent protocol. So that's why it's very important to, and that's why we want to educate people about the applications and how it actually works. And why is it still so relevant? Like even after so many years, even with so many issues of piracy and even with so many cases against a lot of uh, torrent websites, it still survives to this day because as a protocol, it really works. So I think the whole idea of this talk is to educate people about how the protocol works and how you can actually send large files to people. Absolutely. So what we need to distinguish and understand is torrent as a protocol is a technology. So the technology itself is not neither legal nor illegal because that's not the question about it. The file you share using the technology could be pirated or not pirated. And that's up to the user who decides to share whatever file they're using. And, uh, you know, one shouldn't be distributing pirated copies anyway. So it's up to the user. It's, it's like a car, you know, you have a car, which is a, you know, piece of technology. Uh, you drive on the road, but now if you decide to speed, that's up to the users, uh, who decides to speed and, uh, become you know illegal drivers, but it's it's the car itself 
um, as long as you know all the uh, fitness tests and uh, road tax are paid, is 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 not a question whether the car itself is legal or not. So torrent as a technology is is a technology. How you use it, and we would always encourage uh, being away from piracy and any kind of illegal activities. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's a very powerful technology. Uh, that's why, as you said, I mean that uh, it still exists today. With all the other alternatives there are for data sharing, the torrent is powerful enough that it's still relevant to this day. There has been many other, uh, you know, uh, alternative technologies to share or receive data. Um, there are, you know, uh, ways to get, you know, high uh, bandwidth data. For example, you know, YouTube before it was, you know, 360 pixels or 480 pixels. Now you can even get 4K or even 8K videos streamed with, uh, within YouTube. So in terms of other alternative technologies, you know, streaming services and data sharing, there are many other options, but still Torrent remains relevant today because of its unique way of data sharing. And um, also uh, the reason why, you know, you might get a lot of pirate, why there is a bit of, you know, negative connotation of piracy attached to this technology is because you can use this technology without the sort of the obligation or the restriction of, you know, country specific governments imposing some sort of restriction on the data sharing. So uh, there is that uh, uh, sort of benefit or advantage, if you'd like to call it uh, as well, attached to this technology. And uh, that, that could also make it very powerful because a lot of the times um, you know, data sharing, the right kind of data sharing might be restricted in different countries. Uh, but, you know, the people might actually want to or need to uh, receive or have access to certain kind of data. For example, in the times of war, uh, you, you might want to have unrestricted internet access or unrestricted data sharing, which might be restricted by the government. But you have that option to to sort of uh, enable that for a user. So there are a lot of powerful um, enablement that Torrent as a technology uh, provide gives us or enables us, uh, which is which is quite important. Well, uh, I think. Uh... I, I agree bits of it, Rinath, but I think uh, some of the, uh, I think the main reason why torrents became so popular, especially with movie piracy is because of the fi file size. So say let's go back 10 years, 10, maybe 15 years. So 10, 15 years ago, if you wanted to download uh, a movie file from a location on the internet or say an operating system say Ubuntu Linux, you want to download, it's 1.5 gigabytes and you want to download it on your machine. Now, the problem is the internet speeds were very slow and if you start a download and if it uh, disconnects in between, your download fails. So you have to start the download all over again. And suppose you're not the only person who's downloading it from a server. There are 1 million people all across the world who are trying to download the same file from that server. Now the challenge is that uh, that server has to send the file to 1 million uh, people, to their computers. So the server takes a lot of load and it's a 1.5 gigabit uh, file. And that means that um, 
it takes a lot of time so the server is under a lot of load and it has to distribute a large file and in case the connection uh, breaks then you have to start all over again so it's quite painful to transfer a large file when this uh, protocol came into picture because the speeds were very slow and we didn't have google drive or onedrive and they were not that popular i mean they were still there but they were not that popular so now uh, and and even if you wanted to share over Google Drive or One uh, OneDrive, you had to upload the file. So you had to upload 1.5 gigabytes to your Google Drive or OneDrive folder, and then someone and you have to share it, and then someone needs to download it. And you can share that file with uh, multiple people, but uh, it's all hosted on the Google servers, and uh, you can distribute it. But the the challenge still remains that the file is uh, has to be uploaded and it has to be downloaded individually now what does BitTorrent do or what does peer-to-peer -peer actually mean peer-to-peer -peer is there is uh, uh, no central uh, server involved you have a file I have a file someone else needs a file okay so suppose you have file a I have file B someone needs file a they talk directly to you using a common system so you had Napster that was invented and then there was other file sharing software that were created. So people could go to that application and you would share a directory or a folder on your machine and say that, okay, any file in this folder would be available to anyone using this application if they search. So suppose you have a file, say, abcd.jpg and someone search for abcd.jpg and uh, your machine because you're currently online and you are using that application will show it on the search results and then someone should would be able to download it this is peer to peer you are so we are all peers and we are able to share file among ourselves without the need of a central body like google or microsoft and any other body okay so, go ahead you want to say something no, no, I was, I was just, I was just saying that, yeah, peer-to-peer -peer network is is really powerful because it doesn't have a central body, but everyone else shares the data upload and download bandwidth. And uh, I remember the f very first, even before BitTorrent or anything, there was a software called LimeWare, which I may or may not have used. <laughs> um, you know, was that also a peer-to-peer -peer, peer network and was it also using the BitTorrent technology or was it uh, something no, else? No, no, no. LimeWare, uh, LimeWire or LimeWare, I'm not sure. Uh, I know about Napster because that was being used for uh, transferring audio files. And you're right, peer-to-peer uh, -peer has the limitation that uh, the system's uh, bandwidth has, to, your bandwidth uh, will be used. So suppose 10,000 users suddenly decide to download one file from your machine and that file is 1 MB, you're suddenly generating a traffic of 10,000 into 1 MB. So 10,000 But that's the, that's the benefit of a network, right? I mean, the it's all in the name. It's a peer-to-peer -peer network. So it's very unlikely that only I have the file. And also, out of those, those 10,000 people, Say, for example, I only have the file and 10,000 people wants to download it. I am giving that, yeah, at, at the, on the very first minute, 10,000 people are, you know, I, I have, a, you know, using up all of my bandwidth. But the very second one other person downloaded it, they would also start sharing with the rest of the 9,998 yes. 9, people. That's where the power comes. So within five minutes... Um, you know, half the people would already have it, 
And then the on the sixth minute, all 10,000 people would have it. So that's how we could utilize the power of network. Uh, you know, if, if you imagine, you know, even big names like Google, Facebook, even then, if, if 10,000, I mean, if, if, you know, if we're talking about realistically big amounts of file, even then they would probably still struggle to distribute this much data so quickly. I mean, it starts slowly with a network, uh, you know, peer-to-peer -peer network, but very quickly it, it gets so much more ability to share that data because everyone is now having parts of the data and sharing. So it becomes very powerful very quickly, I think. Yes, and uh, that's what the BitTorrent protocol is also about. So the moment you start uh, having the complete file, so suppose you download, say I download a file from Renat, and uh, Renat has file A, I download file A. Now suppose my wife, she, he, she needs file A. So she, will she could download either from Renat or me, whoever is available online. So the person yes. who has the complete file is called a seeder. And the person who has an incomplete file is called a leacher. So you are leaching the file and someone is seeding the file. So the seed is a complete file and the leech is uh, an incomplete file. But the, the beauty of BitTorrent is that it, it goes beyond this. So let's say that you want to download file A. File A is one gigabytes. Now file A is one gigabyte. And uh, what what the torrent protocol does is, it first breaks the file into say thousand or two thousand pieces. So one gigabyte is split into thousand pieces. So each piece is how much? So one gigabyte is thousand MB. So each piece is about one MB. Let's make it two thousand. So each piece is about uh, five hundred kilobytes. Okay. So each piece is five hundred kilobytes, and each piece is numbered because you can receive a piece in any order and it has to be assembled in the correct order and you can receive one piece from Rinath and one piece from Amit or one piece from my wife or one piece from another person. Exactly. That's that's where the power is with with peer to peer networking. That you know the what you mentioned leaders. Obviously, the name kind of suggests that you know you're kind of receiving, but not necessarily. I mean, the half that you've already received, you're also you're also, also sharing. So that's where it it becomes really powerful because everyone who has even part of the file is sharing. So the people who are receiving are actually you know. Uh, is sort of exposed to a lot more information available to receive because not everyone has the same part of the file. Yes. And that, that's where the beauty or the power of, of exactly, of yeah. exactly. Because the piece, so, so a one gigabyte thousand MB file is broken down into uh, 2000 pieces, each 500 kilobytes. So you have uh, the piece number one starting with number one and the last piece is number 2000. And suppose you start downloading and you get piece uh, 1500, someone gets piece 1600, someone gets 1700, but each gets individual pieces and they slowly start downloading more and more pieces from everyone else. And the beauty of this protocol is that the more people are downloading the file, the more speed you can get. If only one person is seeding and everyone is downloading from that person, then it's a bit slow. Of course, if that person's uh, computer is powerful, then you'll get good speed. But if the computer is not powerful, if the internet speeds are not that great, then 
you will get very poor speeds but imagine if there are 1000 people out of 2000 pieces if there are 1000 people who have the complete file or who are downloading at the same time then it means you are using 1000 different uh, you are connected to 1000 different uh, ip addresses from which you are downloading about 1000 different pieces and your speed for downloading that one file suddenly increases tremendously so that's how the network effect works more people downloading a file more quicker you will be able to download but of course it's limited to the bandwidth of your internet uh, uh, provider uh, say if you have a 500 uh, mbps connection then it should download very 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 quickly so 1 megabit per second if you do that then 1000 megabits could uh, you can barely download it in uh, 1000 divided by 60 so how much would that be about 10 minutes yeah yeah it's about um, just over 10 minutes maybe just yeah. over 10 minutes <laughs> so so imagine you can download this much data so quickly and um, and this is 1 gigabyte 1 gigabyte file is a huge file and that is why this torrent protocol has survived because it has not got anything to do with piracy it has got to do with how the whole system works so suppose you shut down your computer in the middle of the download and uh, you have to do some work you or you want to sleep uh, so you just turn off your computer you don't trust uh, the people who are going to connect to your computer so you just you shut down the computer you have downloaded part of the file you come back next day you switch on the computer you switch on the application and you can resume the download that's the beauty you don't have to download those parts again you can download you can start downloading whatever parts you don't have so it retains the file it's like streaming the file is being streamed from multiple sources and being assembled on your uh, machine so you download one piece from here one piece from there and then it gets starts getting assembled on your machine and because each file has a number it knows in which order to connect those pieces and once it has all the pieces even if one 500 uh, mb file is missing uh, 500 kb file is missing the piece is missing sorry from that file the file might still work but it will give you an error because it has 500 kb of data unavailable so that's why till it's 100% Uh, available never try to open the file or never try to install an application because it will give an error because it's not a complete file it's still missing some data so that's the beauty Absolutely. of uh, the interesting thing is that you know it, i mean i've downloaded videos and i've actually you know as as uh, um uh, as as um impatient i am i i've tried opening the video as it is downloading and it actually very interestingly starts playing until that missing piece and then windows media player throws up an error so it's it's very visible and transparent with the data sharing that exactly which piece until that piece you can still play uh, sometimes in a lot of files you know until you get the 100% of it you can't even you know begin it but it that's not the case with torrent and uh, that that's i think you know that gives a level of transparency to the user that's not available everywhere else i mean obviously with with copyright material or uh, sort of uh, um you know the 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 platforms that are you know uh, private organization owned platforms like google youtube facebook whatever 
they control a lot of those things. But with with uh, torrent data sharing, uh, there is a level of transparency that you can't get anywhere else. So that's another another sort of feature of of this technology, I think. Yes, and um, when the technology was created, you had a central server or a tracker. So it used to track who has what piece of that file. So someone needs to track what piece are available with whom. So you have a client, so that's called the BitTorrent client or MuTorrent. That's one of the clients. Uh, currently, there is a client called Qubit Torrent. So there are various uh, clients. These are like uh, your Windows Media Player or VLC Media Player that is used to play an audio file. So you use these clients to download a, a torrent file. So, so you have to open something and someone needs to track who has what pieces. So when you say you want to download a file, say the Ubuntu Linux, uh, using a torrent file, what does it actually mean? So that torrent file basically contains a list of trackers who are tracking that particular file and who are tracking who has that particular file and how many pieces they have, how many people are seeding, how many people are leeching. So they keep track of the, all that. The torrent file also tries to tell your machine what file to actually download. There are billions and billions of files, so it knows which file to download. The torrent file itself is a very small file, 1 to 200 KB, it's a very small file. And in order for you to open the torrent file, you need a torrent client. And that is where the BitTorrent client or the MuTorrent or Qubit Torrent, these type of clients. The one I, I used to use is called Vuz. Uh, U-Z-E, yeah. yeah. That I found the interface was quite uh, um, pleasing, I suppose. Uh, a lot of information was given to me uh, in, in terms, you know, if I'm downloading a file, uh, which countries where, you know, uh, where the data is coming from and who actually has 100% of the data or 50% and how many people are seeding and how many people are leaching. All of this information was there. But yeah, I mean, all of these uh, other Clients are also, I suppose, good, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the main difference uh, with uh, all these clients is because they are all open source, not open source, but they are free to download. They normally show some ads. So over a period of time, they become quite uh, bulky in the sense that it uh, the performance reduces. There are too many ads. It takes a lot of time to start, open, etc., etc. So that's why, uh, um, I mean, I've used a couple of clients. I've not stuck with one client for a very long time because they keep changing um, and their policy keeps changing. So it becomes difficult for uh, me to start using them. But the whole idea of the client is to use. So you basically go to a website which has the torrent file. You download the torrent file. Say you go to Ubuntu.com and you want to download the 64-bit Linux edition uh, for x64 processors. Uh, sorry, uh, x8, uh, x86, x64 processor. These are Intel processors. So you download that particular file and you download the uh, latest, uh, you, maybe you can download the latest release candidate or you download the, uh, sorry, the long-term stable release or you can download the um, everyday release, the nightly builds. So you can download either of them. So once you start the, once you download the torrent file, you open the torrent file in your client 
and once the client opens it uh, then this asks you where to download the file which location you want to download the file to and the torrent file will tell you that what files are you trying to download so sometimes say you want to download the uh, the operating system the operating system will come with a manual the operating system will come with a readme document etc so there are not just one file but there are multiple files when you want to download an operating system um, so when you're trying to download the file uh, the uh, torrent what it the file when you open it in the client it will ask you which file do you want to specifically download do you want to download the manual you can select it or you can unselect then you can you ask uh, it will ask you do you want to download the readme file you, you unselect it if you don't want it and then just the operating uh, system with the installer so if you want to download just that just select it and then the download starts and when the download starts as Rinath mentioned uh, previously that uh, you would be able to see what is the speed you're getting what is the file uh, how much is it complete how many seeders are available how many leeches are available which IP addresses are you connected to which countries they are located how much of the file have I got have I got the beginning or the end of the file or the middle of the file etc etc so all this thing you can see plus now we recently talked about ports uh, hardware ports software ports now computers have more than 60,000 ports so BitTorrent has to the protocol itself has to communicate over a port so all the transmission has to take place through in and out of that particular port so when you actually download the client install it it will ask you do you want a fixed port or a random port so random port means that every time you start the application the port changes fixed port means every time you start the application the port remains the same so these ports should not be a standard port like uh, 8080 or 800 or some or a port 80 or some other ports that are used for uh, other uh, by used by other clients so you should not use uh, uh, ports for FTP clients you should not use ports for SMTP clients etc etc or even telnet or SSH so those ports uh, are uh, what do you say pre-allocated and uh, you sh should not be using it and that is why you need to define a port and then you can start the download now what has happened recently is that there are magnet URLs so now you don't even have to download the uh, torrent file from a central location like a directory so what you do is you uh, go to the say you go to ubuntu.com and there you they'll ask you do you want to download the torrent file or you want to download the magnet if you click on the magnet basically it copies a URL and the URL is basically somewhere in the cloud uh, in uh, sorry not somewhere in the cloud but somewhere in the internet and what you need to do is you need to open the client and you said download from a URL not download from a file download from a URL and that URL has all the description of what needs to be downloaded where it needs uh, sorry and who has the file what speak tried etc etc so this is the new innovation that has come where you actually don't even need the torrent file so yeah this is uh, like an in-depth overview of how the client actually works yeah no that this was quite fascinating i mean i had 
some knowledge and I've used torrent files before, but I had, I, I guess, gaps in my, in my spectrum of knowledge on, on this topic. And it, it's actually quite, uh, quite interesting to know the rest of the rest of the story. Uh, but let's, let's step back for the audience who are still with us, uh, but don't have much idea on what torrent is, uh, but <laughs> hopefully listened, uh, till now. Let's, let's give a more of a, like a generic overview of what torrent is. Cause I feel like we, we didn't start with that. So torrent is a technology, uh, or bit torrent is, is the protocol. When we say protocol, it's the, is the, is, is the sort of the method of connection, but, and torrent, uh, or torrenting is a technology with which we distribute or share data. Now we have many ways of sharing data. For example, when you watch something on YouTube, you are you know, receiving data, YouTube is sharing the data. Um, or when you, you know, send uh, a file from uh, your phone to another phone using Bluetooth, you're also sharing data. So there are many ways of sharing data. Torrent is just another way. And the way this is, is basically using the internet connectivity, um, which is the protocol basically, um, to share data within a network. Now, this is different from all the other types of data sharing because it's sharing within a network of people who all wants that same data. And within that network, at least one person has a full copy of that data. Now, as long as one person has the full data, as you know, going back to your example, I mean, you know, say a two gigabyte file and one person has it and 10 other people wants it. Now, if they create a 11 person or 11 endpoint or 11 computer network, um, and that one person starts sharing parts, you know, packet by packet, the data to the network, um, everyone will start having different packets of that file, different, you know, smaller pieces of that file. And then as soon as they start having one piece, that one piece is not necessarily the same as the other person who probably has another piece. And they all start sharing within each other of the pieces that they don't have in common. So what happens is because the first person starts sharing and no one else has that copy, for the first minute or a few seconds, they're the only one who has to upload with high bandwidth. But very quickly, um, all the people in the network starts having unique pieces that the rest of the network doesn't have. And they all starts uploading and downloading. So sharing and receiving. And very quickly after, I, I wouldn't even say the first minute, but within a few seconds, uh, everyone starts sharing as well. So all the 11 people in the network gets the desired data, which is a say two gigabyte file or one gigabyte file, a lot quicker than if it was being shared by one server to everyone individually. So the streaming services that we have in YouTube and, you know, these are big companies obviously using massive powerful servers and bandwidth of upload speed, etc. Um, you know, you don't get lags when you are watching something, but when it comes to data that's not necessarily sponsored, uh, you know, without ads or without pay, and they might be, you know, uh, crucial or important data still. Um, and, you know, these needs a quicker way of sharing. And torrent is a lot of the time the answer 
to quick sharing between a network and everyone receives it very quickly. And obviously all the things that we dis- uh, you sort of discussed just earlier was the different nuances of that data sharing, how we receive it and what are the other benefits like, for example, you can pause and then restart the, the sharing, et cetera, et cetera. But Torrent as a technology is mainly that, that we share data within a network where at least one person uh, has the full data, full full file, and it's it's a it's a lot quicker than a lot of other technologies. You don't need a very massive, powerful server. Say, for example, you you have a you know large file that you wanna you created. Say, for example, our podcast, for example, this episode, and uh, we are not re- you know for example we we currently rely on hosting services to you know up up you know the distribute that data amongst you guys. But say, for example, if we didn't have that and we wanted to share the data and then a thousand or 10,000 people wanted to listen to us, they wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't need a really big, powerful distribution system or a server or a bandwidth or upload speed. We could just share from our computers and very, very quickly within, you know, minutes or seconds, uh, everyone else within the network would also start sharing and it would be as if, it's as powerful as a really, you know, powerful server or a upload speed. But, you know, actually, we're just uploading from our own own computer. So that's the power of Torrent. And uh, hopefully you can find many other useful ways apart from just pirated content. There are many other ways that, you know, it can be used and, uh, um, you know, it could be beneficial to society in many ways. Uh, which, you know, uh, I'm, I'm keen to sort of find out from you guys when you, when you give us, uh, or send us some feedback around how to use it in, in, in more ways. Yeah. So, uh, I think, uh, coming back to the protocols. So as you mentioned that there are different types of protocols. So one, one could be file transfer protocol or FTP. One is real-time streaming protocol, which is what we use for streaming videos and audio. Then you have the HTTP protocol, which is hypertext transfer protocol, which is used to uh, for the internet. So all the web pages that we see, and then we have the BitTorrent protocol, which is used for basically sharing files, which is similar to FTP. And uh, then you have uh, SMTP, simple mail transfer protocol. So that's used to share emails. Um, so yeah, so there are different protocols and um, I mean, pirated content is uh, what made maybe the torrent more uh, famous, but actually you can share a different types of files. So operating system is one example. And why is it became so popular is because the servers that are sharing these uh, operating systems, they these servers or say Ubuntu, they don't make much money. So they don't, they can't hire powerful servers. Uh, or even uh, purchase powerful servers. So they request the people to download the file using torrent. So because that means that uh, people who are in actual need can download the file, but people who have uh, or who can share the file or who have good bandwidth uh, of internet speed can actually help Ubuntu and many other people in sharing the file of whatever they have downloaded. So that's one way. Then you have video games. So video games are large files. So you normally buy them in a DVD or a Blu-ray disc. And each DVD is about 16 gigabytes. Blu-ray disc is about 45 to 50 gigabytes. So that's a lot of data. And if you want to 
download that data from a, a, a central location, then you need to have a kind of protocol. So, I mean, we can talk about game distribution, but game distribution is somewhere where BitTorrents can also work. So there is software, which are huge. There is audio files, which may not be huge, but if you say you want to download all the Taylor Swift albums, then it becomes, becomes a huge file, especially if, if it's high quality. And then if you want to download video, so then that means movies or animated movies, documentaries, etc. So that's huge file. Then you have games. So games are again huge files. Um, and that means that uh, you need uh, some kind of protocol to download it. Then you have audiobooks. Again, they're huge files. And then you have courses. Now we all have been living in COVID for a long time. So we have these video courses. So you can download video courses. So that uh, also will... Uh, I mean, that also will uh, take a lot of bandwidth if you want to download a video course from someone. So, and then you have ebooks. So, suppose you want to download an ebook. Ebooks normally are not that big, so you can still download it. But if you want, you can still download it from a uh, download it using a torrent. Normally, ebooks are you can download from Kindle library. So, you have Kindle Unlimited. You, it's a subscription service, and once you become part of that subscription service you can download the uh, file directly to your kindle and for games you have steam so steam is one of the largest distributors of games in the world and with that uh, if you have steam you can download any game that you purchase on that platform and then you own it forever and whenever you log in into a new machine you can download the game that you've already purchased so so yeah these are the different ways i think one of the one of the things that we have not talked about yet is how do you actually start torrenting yourself so suppose you have a big file say i have a big file and i want to share it with rinath how do i create a torrent and that is where the I think uh, the uh, nuance lies again because uh, if you go to the internet you will find how to download files but how do I actually upload a file is also important how do I become the person who's the first seed and from seed, me, uh, yes. everyone downloads so uh, before you start and I, I'm I'm very curious to know this and I would like you to explain as much as you know uh, but you know obviously throughout this talk we've mentioned it many times that piracy is not good we in, in no way encourage it or actually discourage it really uh, but you know as we said that how do you become the cedar um, so you can distribute your own files for which the copyright you own or a, a sort of a, a, a file that is available in, 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 in the public domain so yeah in no way are we encouraging that you start piracy and also um, just just in most of the countries if you are downloading something you're you know you're still pirating but uh the charge for that is lower than if you're the person who's distributing it so you would be charged or fined or uh criminally convicted in many countries if you're the person who's distributing pirated content so in no way are we you know we, we're very much discouraging it not only are we not encouraging it but we Please don't do it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's hear about how do you distribute it. I think, uh, Rina, thanks for highlighting that. Uh, I think it's a very key aspect of like uh, file sharing uh, can be done, but distribution is highly illegal. So even if you by accident download a pirated copy and you're not aware of it, you should not distribute it to others. Uh, that's uh, part of the copyright. 
um, uh, of course, if someone uh, comes to your house with a warrant and they search your hard disk and you have pirated content, then then of course you have to pay penalty and there will be some legal proceedings against you. So that's why you have to be very, very careful. The laws in most of the developed countries, say UK, US, they're very strict and they're very clear. If you download pirated con content and if you are uh, under the radar of the uh, of the um, the police then you can be prosecuted and then there could be a huge penalty uh, which includes a large uh, fine or you could be put behind bars for a certain time and you could be banned from using any computers maybe even banned from using the internet so yeah there are a lot of restrictions that are involved so please 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 don't uh, download anything illegal because uh, that's not the right thing to do uh, we are creators and someone has created a film, a music file, etc. And uh, they would like to be compensated for the effort that they have put in. So it's uh, very important that uh, we value that. And uh, and say, say by accident you've downloaded a pirated copy, make an effort to buy the original. So that way you are actually helping in paying the royalties uh, to the artist who has uh, created it. So uh, before we try to understand how to create a torrent file, we need to understand why we want to do it. So suppose you have a large file, say as Renath mentioned, we have this uh, we have this video recording for a podcast. We want to share this file. We can do it in multiple ways. We can use OneDrive, we can use Google Drive, or we can send the file via torrent. And uh, torrent files are, again, convenient way of sending it. But if you don't want it, you can always use OneDrive or Google Drive. Now, in order for you to create a torrent file, you need a torrent client. So that could be you, uh, MuTorrent, uh, Qubit Torrent, or BitTorrent client. So you download one of these clients, and there would be normally an option on creating a torrent. And when you create a torrent, it'll give you certain options. And one of the options is that you need to do is what do you want to actually have that uh, torrent file? Uh, like what do you want in the torrent file? Like what files? Or do you want folders? Do you want files? What do you want to send? So you say that, okay, uh, I want to share everything in this folder, say setups. So all, I'll say videos. So anything in that folder which has, uh, which is named video at a particular location on your computer, you, sh you locate that directory and then you click uh, that okay this is the directory from which I want to create a torrent file so now that's done then you want to decide whether it want, it has to be a private or a public torrent public torrent means uh, anyone in the internet with that file will be able to download it from your computer private is anyone who has that file will be able to download no one else so of course it's private um, and uh, it's only restricted then the question comes about the tracker. So how do you distribute this file over the internet? How do you let people know that there is something available? So you need tracker URLs. So now there are open tracker URLs, which you can download from, which you can find from various websites like Torrent Freak and many other websites. And you can just quickly search for open tracker, Torrent tracker URLs, and you will get a list. And uh, just try to put few of them uh, try to see which are the domains uh, if you are very skeptical about the domains don't use them uh, if you are very clear do your research uh, so it's always a disclaimer that whenever you're trying to do something on the internet try to do a research because you don't want to get uh, at the wrong side of the law or you don't want your uh, computer to be in any way uh, get infected with a virus 
so you need to make sure that you are using the right uh, URLs. So once you have the open tracker URLs, then you create the torrent file. You click on create, it creates a torrent file. And then because the torrent file, as I mentioned, is about 1, 1 KB to 200, 300 KB, I then send it to say Renath and Renath then opens the torrent file in his on his machine and then it starts downloading the file. For Renath to start downloading the file, as Rinath mentioned earlier, someone needs to have the complete copy. And now only I have the complete copy. So in case I turn off my machine, Rinath will not be able to download. But the beauty of the client is, whenever I turn on my machine, and if Rinath's client is already active, it will know that my machine is on, and it will start downloading the file again, or resuming the download again, wherever it has stopped. And this is the whole beauty of this protocol that if the seeder itself goes down, but if they come back up at a later part of the day or maybe after a couple of weeks, and if your torrent is still active when it comes to download, you can still download the file even weeks later. So yeah. Yes, and more. Uh, I find it even more fascinating is say for example a third person, um, say you know person A, uh, also has that URL and is downloading, but you as the complete file owner, you've turned off. I only have half the copy. Now with that URL, they can also have half the copy until you come back online. So until you come back online, we, all of us, rest of us in the network have, you know, all the data we can have possibly. And then you come back online and then you start sharing again. And we, so it, it, it the network is really powerful. And, you know, this is, this is one, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's very, um, you know, a, an old uh, proverb anyway, that, you know, if, if you, you know, if 10 people are doing the task, the task gets very easy. Or, you know, if you, divide a piece of work in little pieces it gets easier it's 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 not a uh, uh you know it, it's it's a common knowledge from a lot of uh from thousands of years ago but this is where the power of this is this part of network this this um uh sort of area of you know using the network or using many people you know as a contributor um we could sort of utilize this technology a lot better Absolutely. And that's why we wanted to share this information today as part of the podcast. And uh, I hope uh, you found uh, some information from this podcast and you found it quite useful. And uh, please don't think that BitTorrent is just for piracy. BitTorrent is for many other legal things that you can do. And um, if you want, uh, please do contact us. Uh, we have all the links in the uh, description of this video. And we also share uh, the links uh, in the podcast. So you please contact us and we are happy to help. But yeah, this is... Uh, what uh, torrenting is all about and the protocol has survived uh, many years even decades i remember downloading my first torrent file when i was in college so that's almost 20 2006 i graduated so if <laughs> i say that i started downloading my first file in say 2004 or 5 so it takes me about 17 years Yes, absolutely. I, I I think I started at the same around the same time, two thousand three, four, or you know, at that time I was I was a student, um, and I was kind of exploring all the new technologies. Computing itself was new. Internet yes. was new, and uh, we were just you know, 
uh, trying all the different technologies that are out there. And it was, it was very interesting. And the fact that it's still relevant kind of says that it's a technology that is here to stay and it provides some unique properties that are not available in elsewhere. You don't need a powerful server. I mean, you, you have many things available like Google Drive or OneDrive or whatever, but uh, as soon as you want to go commercial or big numbers, you need to pay for it. It's not free. But with torrenting, it's free and it's powerful. It's as powerful, if not more, than the traditional, you know, platforms. And the platforms have restrictions. And you know, uh, they might own some something. If you, if you, I don't know. I mean, obviously, you have to agree to Google terms and conditions as you open your account. I've never read it, and you know, many of us haven't. But you know, they might have clause that if you upload your content in Google Drive, they might have certain rights to that content. But with torrent sharing, you're not giving away your rights to anyone. So there are there are many things to think about, and uh, you know, a, 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 an alternative technology that is just as powerful without the spend or the cost. So uh, I'm I'm very keen to get all of you guys' um, sort of uh, ideas about how we can use torrent more without the piracy part. So yeah, very keen to get all of your messages. Our contact details are all in all of the platforms that we're available. Um, so yeah, looking forward to hearing from you guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this talk. I actually did very much. It's a technology that we don't use very, very often, but it's, it's, it kind of lit up in my brain, all the, all the things that we have done in the past and how powerful it is. So. Yeah, hopefully you guys also enjoyed it and uh, would be looking at different ways of using this technology more. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys again in our next episode. Until then, um, so we'll see you later. Take care, everyone. Bye. Take care.